What's going on, guys and gals? Welcome to episode 131 of the Workprint's Gamescast, brought to you by theworkprint.com. As always, I'm your host, Rob, and I'm being joined by my faithful co-host and producer of the show, Bilal. What's up, Bilal? I am tired. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I busy, uh... busy weekend. Busy, yeah. busy weekend. Uh, sucking it up, but sucked it up well. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, listen. Let's go ahead and just get right into it. Uh, this is gonna probably be a quicker episode. So yeah, let's not beat uh, around the bush. Let's get right into what you've been getting into and why your weekend was so busy. Yeah, I um I was at the One Piece Nationals for US uh, over in LA this past weekend at the LA Convention Center. Uh, we went out with a big group of guys um, uh, from New Jersey, and it was, for the most part, a good time. Uh, fun tournament. Um, bad, bad organization. Uh, just put it, just put it out there. We uh, got we most of us flew on Thursday. Uh, some of us went earlier. Friday instead of just like it was check early check in day. You could check in, get an early uh, championship pack. I decided, hey, I work for Comcast. Uh, why don't I take a couple of the guys? I get free tickets to Universal. We went to Universal instead of headed uh, over to LA Convention Center for a check-in um, mm -hmm. because we're like, it's. Gonna, I was like, it's gonna be crowded. Everyone's gonna try to check in all at once. Uh, let's just go later in the day because we can go there till 8 p.m. So we went straight to Universal on a Friday in January. Best decision of our life. Nice. Got to ride every single ride. Got to go to Super Mario uh, World, which is really really cool um mario kart ride is all right it's like you have a little ar screen if you ever use like what was it the microsoft surface um the hololens hololens it's, was yeah microsoft. it's kind of, yeah. yeah it's uh kind of like that like where it's just like whatever you're seeing around you in ar is like in a small screen and it's neat you kind of aim by looking with your head um it was fairly neat the ride la it was a little bit slow um which is what you expect in ar but um, it was cool. We didn't have to wait too long. I think the longest we think amount we waited was like 30 minutes. Um, the level of detail they put into that, um, section of Universal Studios is absolutely amazing. Um, it just like, you could tell they poured their heart and souls into it. Uh, we didn't do too much of like the interactive, that one's kind of like the microtransaction section of the park in my opinion, because you need to get up the, the power up band to do like really pretty much anything outside the ride. Yeah, in, yeah. In, in that area. So without the band, you really in, in a, a smartphone app to track what you're doing. There's not really not much to do besides like walk in and see things like there's coins and keys to collect. Uh, once you collect the keys around the park, you can go to like the final mini game section. Um, the stores and swag there were really nice. Some I would say nicer than the Nintendo store stuff you would find in New York City. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, th that was pretty nice. Um, the Hogwarts section is lacking in uh, Universal. They only have uh, Hogsmeade. They don't have Diagon Alley uh, over there in Hollywood, so that part sucked. Outside of I, that, um, uh, we managed to wrap up the day like around like 4 p.m. Uh, at Universal after riding everything and went over to check in. Saturday was a big championship, uh, day one of the championships. How, um, many, how many people were at the tournament? How many so, entrants? So... Number of people that signed up was supposed to be 2,560. Number of people that actually showed up was 1,971, mm, I want to say. A, that's a pretty big drop-off. Yeah, and you would think they would bring off people from the spectator slash waitlist. They didn't. Um, it was just people just decided to no-show, and uh, that was st kind of started the problem. Mm -hmm. uh, round one was supposed to start at 930 um everyone was supposed to be in by nine and checked in 
uh, we get there, 9.30 rolls around. I have a two-round bye uh, since I, I have a national invite, so I don't even get to, like, in my head, I don't get to even start playing till like, 11.30. Mm-hmm. They don't start round one till 12 o'clock because Yikes. they messed up uh, They messed up all, everything with the organization. Uh, what, they basically registered everyone in, especially the people with two-round buys, and then they realized they had to remove the entire event, add everyone back in besides the people with two-round buys, do two rounds, then add our, the people with two-round buys. Mm-hmm. Um, so they started at noon. At 1.30, they were like, hey, round two is over. We're going to resume at 2.30 for um, for round three. I'm going to also add everyone. So everyone used that as like a lunch break at that point. So... 2.30 rolls around, everyone's back, we sit down. Uh, I'm talking to like my first round opponent and he's like, I'm like, oh, so you're 2-0? He's like, no, I'm 1-1. And then somebody else is like, yeah, I'm also 1-1. Are you guys all 2-0? We're like, we all had to buy. Repair. <laughs> they had to repair round three. Mm. Uh, get repaired, sit down. And I'm just like, okay, a bunch of the guys are doing well. I think like most of them were 2-0 at that point. Uh, I think two people were like 1-1. I go in and I just like lose five straight. It was not a great time. Yikes. Yeah, five straight there. Um, and like over the course of this five straight is like a second repair. Uh, it just is dragging on. We're supposed to do 11 rounds uh, in this first day. And they even get on the microphone. They're like, yes, we're going to do 11 rounds. I don't know what I hear rumors going around or not. Um, finally get to the 10th round. We sit down for the 10th round to start, and they essentially do a repair, the third repair of the night mm-hmm. at round 10. It's 10 o'clock at night. Everyone's exhausted. No one's, like, properly eaten since breakfast because, like, you can't even leave the convention center at this point, and the cafeteria is closed. Um, pure exhaustion. And then um, round 10 ends. A lot of people that are X2... Uh, I've only lost two matches, including people from our group, are, like, excited because all they need to do is win one more, and they make top 64 cut. Tournament organizer goes, we've decided to end it at um, at round 10 instead of round 11, where it was supposed to go, causing a lot of people to bubble out of prizing, or that, add, like, additional prizing. That and, is brutal. Like, it, it pissed a lot of folks off. I managed to recover and go back to being 5-5. Five, five. I just really <laughs> wanted to end at 6-5 at that point. Yeah. Uh, and then, like, the organization around side events was terrible. Um, it sucked. Uh, but you know what? We were, there was a good, fun group of guys. Uh, competition was good. Uh, I picked up some Dragon Ball Fusion World, uh, started X the next day, uh, at the Dragon Ball Battle Hour that was going on. It, mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, I had a good time. We got to spend some time in Little Tokyo as well. Uh, and so that was fun. Yeah, um, that was experience. I wish I could do more. <laughs> uh, could have done yeah. better, but it, it is what it is. I play. You know what? Like I played well. I, at the end of the day, it just came down to like, like some of my opponents just literally like saw the cards they needed. <laughs> yeah, right. And sometimes yeah. it's. I mean, there's yeah. nothing you could do about that. Sometimes if they see yeah. it, they see it. You know. Exactly. Um. Yeah. No. I my weekend was pretty boring. <laughs> <laughs> I've got no exciting updates. Uh, it's funny because we're st- soon after this weekend. This weekend is uh, Worlds for for your universes. Mm-hmm. And so a couple people from the shop are going for the last chance qualifiers. 
and uh, then after that starts the new competitive season, right? And I we we got notifications about how they're handling store championships this year. They're just calling them local qualifiers, and I just don't know how competitive I'm going to try to be this year. I think after last year and and going to a decent amount of events and and kind of just burning out, um, I think I am going to just just chill play fun decks for for the year yeah um i mean we'll see i always say this and i say stuff like this and then the first like competitive event happens and then i get blown out and i'm like nope can't let that happen and then uh, i uh, sorry I, I was having this discussion with the guys too i was like i like i'm still down to be competitive i yeah. just from the collector standpoint i can't i can't continue at this pace because yeah, it's yeah. just like there's so many sets so many extra sets releasing i'm just like no, I, I don't care anymore. <laughs> I will say for us, what's super exciting is that, and Russ points it out in the chat, is that with the start of the new season, we also have the start of standard. No longer My Hero Spotlight, it is going to be standard. And they've already started previewing the Yu Yu Hakusho cards. Of course, we over at the site showed off the Trigun and the Cowboy Bebop. And so it, it is nice to get uh, different IPs in the mix and, and just get these fresh cards. So... We'll see. Maybe maybe something will, in the new cards, will will click with me, and I'll, I'll decide that I, I want to take it competitively. Um, I want to see what characters you throw together. Yeah. No, I've already been. I mean, I've already cooked up a couple lists for the Trigun and the Cowboy characters, and I'm looking at the Yu Yu Hakusho, and part of me is looking at it like, oh my god, these characters look so good, and then the other part of me is like, yeah, but Asui. <laughs> I can just use these cards in Asui and make Asui even better. And so, uh, oh, I, I, I think you'll, you'll fun, uh, have fun hearing this one. Um, mm -hmm. So during Saturday's uh, uh, terrible organization, I was waiting. Uh, I decided to go like sign up for a demo of Union Arena, uh, mm. thinking, thinking I might have time to just check it out for like 20 minutes or 30 minutes. Yeah. I didn't. So I gave it to one of our buddies that was there as a spectator. I asked him afterwards, how was it? He was like, eh. <laughs> He's like, you want the demo deck? I was like, no, no not so really. <laughs> I, I will say that some of the guys from the shop have started playing it on TTS. Yeah. And the starter decks are terrible. Like the, the, the decks we played, the starter decks that I played back then, I assume are starter decks that are going to be releasing. They are terrible and they are not fun. Yeah. They're not balanced. They're they're pretty bad. Uh, I messed around with some decks that one of the guys from the shop made. And while I still don't think it's the best TCG and I don't have a lot of faith in it sticking around, um, it is a little bit better than I thought it was. I mean, I thought it was atrocious when I played it at <laughs> Gen Con. And now I'm like, ah, this is fine. This is serviceable, you know? Yeah. I just know I'm not gonna touch it. Right. They have yeah. some. They have some cool rares, uh, and I think like a yeah, sign bleach card. Yeah, they do have some but, cool rares. Um, I, I'm fine. Uh, yeah. I played. I demoed Fusion World. Got those decks. Yeah. Um, that's that's one piece with an extra zero at the end of the numbers. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. Enough about cardboard let's talk about digital let's talk about video games what have you been playing below all right i actually played something and i'm actually proud of myself but i'm really really mad at united I'm extremely mad at united airlines okay uh on the flight over to la uh, i had my steam deck and i decided mm -hmm. to download like a dragon infinite wealth uh on steam 
because uh, mm-hmm. it's one Steam Deck verified, and mm-hmm. two, I can play it portable. And then like the reviews seem to be there was like a Steam Deck review that came out and said, hey, it runs great, it, it, it looks great on the Steam Deck, and it does, it runs, it looks great on the Steam Deck. And uh, I slipped right back in. I was having a great time uh, playing it on the United flight, and I noticed like the battery notification indicator goes off hour and a half and uh, close to like an hour in uh, into the game. And I'm like, this, wait, what? My Steam Deck is plugged in. Turns out on our flight, there are no Wi-Fi. Uh, the entire entertainment console wasn't working. There was okay. no reading lights, and th- there's no power to the outlet uh, at all for a six-hour flight. And so I, you didn't as bring I was, a power as, brick. I did bring a power brick, but I didn't. Okay. I I was fully expecting my right, 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 my sure. plug to work, and sure, so that sure, was sure. more for like my phone. So I didn't bring a USB C um, mm, cable. Gotcha, gotcha. And gotcha. so it dies on me mid cutscene, and I'm just like, I it wasn't that far from a previous save, but I was just yeah. really, really upset. But I've about two hours into like a Dragon Infinite wealth. It picks it picks up uh, where uh, you know I think maybe like a year or so after um, seven ended and mm-hmm. you're with Ichiban uh, you know uh, just picking up back up where his life is he's like on the straight and narrow working as a contractor trying to get Yakuza new li- uh, like a new life you catch up with like all the characters what they've been up to uh, a lot of it's been cutscenes and a little bit of combat sprinkled in it, it feels great like. Uh, a lot of the RPG battle mechanics feel better. Like now when you attack, there's like a circle field that you can move around in. And depending on how you attack somebody, your proximity to them, uh, you can either deal more damage or you could like toss enemies into uh, their buddies and deal additional damage. It, mm-hmm. It's really cool. I'm really liking what I've played so far. Uh, it's honestly what I needed in terms of a video game feeling good. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, and like like I said, on a Steam Deck, it runs, it runs, and looks great uh, so far from what I've played. Uh, and yeah, uh, not too much else to say just yet. Uh, but it seems like the writing, the characters, the story, like what I loved from Seven, is just as strong in this one so far. Yeah, it's funny. I mean, uh, twenty twenty four seems to be off to a great start. There's a bunch of games coming out, getting eights, getting nines, getting tens. Uh, just. Picking up where 2023 left off with the amazing lineup. I mean, of course, you know, uh, Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth is one of those games that's getting critical acclaim and doing really well. Uh, the other game that everybody is talking about lately is that freaking Power World, right? I mean, I looked and what's what's the stat? It's like 19 million players already have played Jeez. that game's release. Uh, 12 million on Steam and then 7 million across Xbox. And that includes, you know... Um, Game the Pass. Game Pass and the Game Pass for PC. So mm-hmm. the Windows version, not the Steam version. So PC and console players, 7 million playing Power World. I, I've played some Power World. I, oh boy. Uh, playing Power World lets you discover a lot about yourself. That you like uh, slavery? Is that, uh, is that what you're saying? No, no. There's some uncomfortable, there's some uncomfortable parts about this game. And I understand that. Pokemon has always had that underbelly of like, this is just dog fighting, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, dog fighting with guns. Pa- yeah, Power World takes it a step further. I haven't even gotten to the guns part because I haven't put that many hours in. I'm still fairly early on, maybe like three or four hours in. Um, I've got my settlement. It is very much a survival crafting game at heart. So the comparison mm-hmm. of like Pokemon with guns isn't quite apt. It's more like Minecraft 
with Pokemon or Rust actually with Pokemon with guns. Um, <laughs> but I, yeah, no, it, it feels pretty good to play. It is, it does a lot of things. I'm, I'm not the biggest survival, you know, crafting survival player out there. I, usually they don't click with me. Some have uh, grounded clicked with me a lot. And then uh, I enjoy Lego Fortnite. Yeah, it's, it's actually the like mechanic of having the pals do some of the work for you that is making this more enjoyable for me having them like harvest wood and stone because you built a quarry in your base or you built a little lumber yard in your base and having the the appropriate pals that can work on those in your base and then even when you build like a structure you know you'll be over there you'll be holding down the button and you'll be hammering away and then a pal who's nearby who has the ability to, to help you out with that will come over and then just see the progress meter speed up stuff like that Ooh. um it is it is so far uh as from a survival aspect uh, it's been really fun it's been really enjoyable i can see why everybody is hooked on it now again i haven't gotten that deep into it so i know that there's more like uh I, at some point you can capture humans and there are human <laughs> enemies and stuff like that and i know that you can execute if they're slacking you can execute your pal in front of your other pal to set an example <laughs> and so i haven't gotten into any of that stuff but that sounds like a chinese sweatshop i it yeah yeah there's definitely that's what i'm saying it tells you about yourself it tells you a lot about yourself because i'll see one of my pals slacking off and the first thing i'll do in chat is be like oh are they hungry is there like is there something here that i'm not doing that's making them unhappy and it's like no they just don't feel like working and i'm mad i am like furious i haven't executed any yet so i you know Jeez. yeah well, i mean not to work for you but... because i would have been executed at least three times this week <laughs> um but no i like i said not that far in uh i have been playing with friends and i've learned a lot about my friends because they i mean i run a tight ship and they are tyrants and so <laughs> no it's been good it's very very cool i see it's also one of those things where like you play it and you can see like this also has a ton of room to grow right there's so much they could do with this and then just from the aspect of like from the pokemon angle right the pocket monster angle is like they can add a second gen a third gen like they could just keep adding pals to this game and yeah, keeping it just, fresh <laughs> we walked into a card shop uh mm -hmm. in la and my buddy points to Lucario and he goes, hey, it's that one pal from Power World. That's really funny. That's really funny. Um, <laughs> and yeah, no, of course they have what, eight, nine generations to choose from. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's also, I, I think some of the things that it allows you to do is so clever. Like the fact that you can take the Firefox pal and put mm -hmm. a harness on it. And, you know, I saw a craft a har harness and first thing I thought was like, oh, do we get to use this to ride some of them? And then no, it's so that you can strap it and use it as a flamethrower. Like it is oh okay. yes it is uh you okay. can strap it over your shoulder and just hold it yeah oh it there's some there's some stuff there that i'm excited to explore um but i haven't got a chance to play all uh too too much of that Every, uh, everyone i know has been talking about it and been like and i'm just like i need i need to find time to just sit down and play yeah part of the reason i haven't gotten a lot of time is because i've been playing uh prince of persia lost crown oh and i played the tutorial on this on the switch <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think, I mean, listen, I like side-scrolling platformers. Uh, I like Metroidvanias as long as they're not, as long as I'm not like beating my head over rock, trying to figure out where to go. And actually this game 
in the options in the difficulty settings has an option where like, hey, we're not gonna tell you where anything is. You can just explore everything, stumble across where you have to go and stuff like that. Or we can pit your next like big goal on the map. We're not gonna show you how to get there. You still gotta traverse to figure out how to get there, which is what like Metroid does by default anyway. Yeah. And so I was mm. like, oh yeah. Did Dread do that? I feel like Dread was like, get lost. <laughs> no, I think Dread had like, pretty sure it has a section. Like on the map, it's not obviously filled in, but like there's a little yeah. indicator of the direction you should be going. Okay. I think that's right. I mean, I know Ori does that. There was another one I played recently that also does it. Oh, uh, Disney Illusion Island also does it. Oh, okay. And so... Uh, but yeah, I've been playing it like that, and I've been really, really enjoying it so far. I just, I'm uh, even with this one. I am like two and a half hours in, three hours in, and so I just got my like. When you think of Prince of Persia, you think of the slowing down time and thinking mm -hmm. of you know, I've just now got my first like time manipulation uh, ability, uh, which is just like a, a, a dash through the air, right? Um. But it feels good, I bet. Yeah, the game, yes. I mean, the game as a whole feels really yeah. good. Uh, the combat in it is is tight. I do think that um, sometimes I feel like the, the parry timing on some of those windows isn't quite what I think it should be. feels like it's a little bit off. What are you playing could, on? It could just be me. I am playing on the Xbox Series X. Oh, so, that so, yeah, it could just be me. frames? So you yeah. should be able to read all <laughs> yeah. those frames. Come on, Rob. <laughs> yeah, maybe I just got to get good yeah um but yeah no i'm really enjoying this so far and then the other game that i'm playing well actually before i talk about the other game i also beat super mario wonder oh. since we did the yeah uh, game of the year it does not crack my top five i think that game is very very good uh but it is just outside my top five okay um fair enough there are parts of it that i really really enjoy like i enjoy all the wonder segments i enjoy all the musical aspects of that game um it's just but something it it's more know. the same issue. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But okay. The other game I'm playing is the game everybody's talking about. And I know you're like, you know, hey, we already talked about Power World. No, I'm talking about the <laughs> other game that everybody's talking about. The one that I've already put 15 hours into. And that is Have the servers been up that long? <laughs> uh yeah, they have. I was in New Zealand, baby, for a little uh, bit. Uh Suicide? Squad kills the Justice League. Question. Yes. How many Justice Leagues have you killed? I have killed two Justice Leagues. Okay. So far. <laughs> uh, I love this game. <laughs> I knew it. I knew I As soon as you put that down, yeah. I was like, SS, KTJ. Yep. Wow, like, what is this nonsense? Is it Jujutsu yep. Kaisen? Is no, no. this... <laughs> Nope, I that's Suicide Squad. I knew it. Love this game. Man, this game... Listen, they're, they're, you're going to read that this game uh, as a live service game, which which it is. It certainly is. Uh, that a lot of the encounters are repetitive, right? Like all live service games, you know? You go to an area, you either hold down a point, or you're killing enemies and clearing out an area, or you're holding down the point while killing enemies, right? It's a live service game, you know? Um, it is that. I think that it, I think that the gunplay is, is fun. 
enough that that doesn't bother me at all. Uh, I am in, in Suicide Squad Kills Justice League. Of course, you get to pick one of the four main characters, whether it be Harley Quinn, Deadshot, King Shark, or Captain Boomerang. They all have, they all use guns. So gameplay between them doesn't feel wholly different. Uh, where it does feel a little bit different is in their traversal and the types of weapons they can use. So they kind of fit into a class a little bit. Deadshot is, you know, uses snipers and assault rifles. Um, Harley can't use assault rifles, but she can use heavy weapons and SMGs and pistols. And so I've been playing as Harley Quinn. I've got her to level 20 already, I think. Um, this feels like a live service game. I, I saw somebody on Twitter describe it as DC Comics meets The Division 2 with better writing. And I agree with that assessment 100%. Um, I've heard Crackdown as well. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess a little bit. I mean, so the, the beauty of Crackdown was always like finding the collectibles and stuff like that. And mm -hmm. there is some of that in here because, of course, this being in the Arkham universe, uh, the Riddler somehow oh, has, has decided to get, yeah, has decided to get his trophies out there and, and his puzzles and his riddles. And so, um, I think the things I love about the Rocksteady games, them being very comic booky, comic book games, where the story is straight out of something you would read on 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 the page. Um, I'm in the voice acting is awesome. All these characters are are brought to life. You know, I I think that. I'm invested in the story and I have been excited to see what happens next and where the story goes next. Um, Deborah Hall from, you know, TV fame. I, I always remember her from bad TV. That's always where I want to associate with her, but she's been in a million things. Uh, she plays Amanda Waller in this and she is as insufferable as Amanda Waller has ever been. <laughs> this might be the most evil uh, Amanda Waller. Even like, more so than Viola Davis's? Oh, I mean... Ugh. Viola Davis is is rough. This one is like, I I cannot I cannot stand her in the best possible way, right? Okay. Where you're just like, oh yeah, this, she's the worst. <laughs> like, get off of. And granted, <laughs> or we're playing, you know, psychopaths and murderers, you know. Yeah. Um. Nevertheless, yeah, I I am having a blast with this game. I. I think the weapons. It is a looter shooter. Again, it's a live service game. I am. Um, the weapons are at the end of the day they're just like different versions of of your standard guns and weapons there is some added like tech and then you later get a uh, affliction so like status ailments that you can apply to them um it's not as your kit isn't and there's a uh, skill trees the kit isn't as diverse and impactful as say like destiny's is right where your character is going to play and feel completely different than my build necessarily. Mm -hmm. um, at least that's not what, what I've found, you know? Um, but I, again, I'm, I'm having a blast. The numbers are going up. And I also think that it does some things really, really smart. First off, you know, the last DC game to come out that had cooperative multiplayer was Gotham Knights, right? And that game, first of all, visually was dull. 
and this one is not. I mean, I, I think nobody can argue that uh, Metropolis does looks doesn't. They can't argue that it do, that it doesn't look fantastic in this game because it does, right? It looks all, good. All the characters video. look great. Yeah, I mean, the game runs smooth. Uh, I had maybe a little bit of frame drop here and there in some sections where they throw like a ton of enemies at you, but that's uh, not consistent. So part of me feels like any slowdown that's happening is actually because unfortunately this game doesn't have an offline mode. And so it is pinging the server for some reason. Um, playing with friends has been a blast. And while the game does tell you, Hey, this story is written and this game was made to have all four original characters in there. You are free to just run around as four King Sharks if you want. <laughs> uh, it's just that there's going to be some, and they tell you there's going to be some audio discrepancies and some story discrepancies uh, when it switches over to cutscenes, right? And so we, like I said, I've put in like 15 and a half hours, and and a lot of that has been done playing in other people's games. The one thing I do want to mention is it does not. With these live story games and online co-op games, I think it's a cardinal sin for you to go into a friend's game, advance past where you are in the story, and then not get credited for it. Oh, right? yeah. Uh, your experience, your loot, your story pro progression, all of it carries over to your game when you go back over to your game. And what so, game recently, not recently, maybe like in the last year or two, did that really well? God. This is a game that did it. I can't even remember it anymore. Yeah. I feel like I know what you're talking about. Because like when you go to your game, it just tells you like you can skip through this part because you've already done it. Was it the vampire game from... But no, Redfall did not do it well. Uh, okay. And so... But anyway, this game handles that really well. The other thing that this game does is when you're playing by yourself, you have the ability to switch between the four characters at will. And some missions incentivize you playing as a different character because that character is psyched up for the mission, right? So they take less damage, they do more damage, you get more experience for that character. You also can have bots and you can have a social squad bots, meaning that your friends who have leveled up a particular character, you can go and select their character and their bot to come in and play in your world, okay? And then when your friend goes back and starts their game again, they will get some experience and some rewards for you using their bot. This is um, a dragon's dogma all over again. Yeah, which I think, I mean, I think it's a, a great system and, it, and it it's it's one of those things where like, I would much rather have, you know, Matt's Deadshot and Taylor's uh, Captain Boomerang with me than the ones that I've pit no time into because I've just been playing Harley Quinn, you know? I I'm just upset that there's someone named Captain Boomerang that's trying to kill the Justice League. Like, come on. Uh, that's the other thing that I think has been weird about some of the talk around this is people getting upset at the fact that, uh, well, that you kill the Justice League I in mean, a game that is <laughs> Suicide Squad kills the... Yeah. Um, no, it's it's been, so far, uh, I've been having a lot of fun. I'm actually, like, to the point where... I have been doing everything in it, all the side quests. Um, I have been trying to do all the Riddler stuff as I come across it. I also am excited to see what the end game is like, because uh, they have announced, you know, that they are going to be introducing new characters. 
Um, and the way they're getting around doing some of that is because obviously in this being part of the established Arkham universe, there are already some characters, you know, spoilers that are dead, uh, including the Joker. And so their first character they've announced is um, the Joker. And it's in, they're just using the else worlds um, conceit that, you know, this is an alternate dimension Joker. And so I, I mean, I'm excited for to see what the end game is, see how they evolve it and see if bringing in new characters and stuff changes how the game actually feels. Um, even if it doesn't, like I said, it's very much like the gunplay just feels like the division to me, right? Yeah. Uh, your character doesn't get much different from start to finish in the division outside of like your weapons doing more damage and having slight passives on them, right? And that's what this feels like. And I, man, I, I think the writing in this game is one of the best. Um, it looks like it'll be a lot of fun. comic book writing. Like it is a Suicide Squad comic come to life. It, it just is. And I, I think even if you were going to play this, granted, maybe not at full retail price, right? Um, but if you were going to play this just for the story aspect of it, I, I think it's wholly worth doing it for that. I'll check it out on Game Pass. <laughs> Eventually, yeah. In eight months. Yeah, no, totally fair. Uh, and yeah, that wraps up what we've been playing. Let's go ahead and get into the news. Um, not a lot of stories here. We're going to run through three of these pretty quickly and then uh, try to run through the Sony one quickly as well. All right, let's start off with Microsoft. So uh, Microsoft aren't the only ones, but obviously Microsoft being the massive company, I think they pit up the biggest numbers recently. Microsoft is laying off 1,900 Activision Blizzard and Xbox workers. That's 8% of Microsoft's 22,000 gaming division cut. Um, I'll just read the memo real quick that uh, Phil Spencer sent out. It's been a little over three months since Activision Blizzard and King Teams joined Microsoft. As we move forward in 2024, the leadership of Microsoft Gaming and Activision Blizzard is committed to aligning on a strategy and an execution plan with a sustainable cost structure that will support the whole of our growing business. Together, we've set priorities, identified areas of overlap, and ensured that we're all aligned on the best opportunities for growth. Uh, as part of this process, painful decision, 1900. Committed to navigating this process thoughtfully, directly impact, have all played an important part in the success. We're grateful, blah, blah, blah. Looking ahead, we will continue to invest in areas that will grow our business, support our strategy of bringing more games to more players around the world. Um, yeah, I mean, it's standard. It's, they're one of, I mean, it's happening everywhere. It's yeah, not, I mean, video, every video single day. Yeah, video game industry is like taking yeah. a beating this year. And I think the only thing that really sucks about it is like, we're doing like, Microsoft came out, I think, like today or yesterday. They were like, record profits. Like, we're doing year over year. Everything is up. And it's just like, well, you just like, oh, 1,900 people. Um, yeah. I, it's, man, there are like, so many, there are so many yeah. things that, and it's tough, right? There are so many things that play a factor into this. Obviously, yeah. you hate seeing people get laid off and stuff like that. And some of it is, at the end of the day, like, it's, it's almost never their fault, right? Yeah. It's always like mismanagement. And a lot of it, a lot of the mismanagement comes from the fact that like COVID happened, right? Mm -hmm. And video games reached new heights as far as like profitability and hours played and engagement than they had in the past because nobody else was doing anything. And instead of having some foresight and saying like, hey, 
you know, this probably won't last forever, right? Uh, people will eventually go back to work and will be out of the house again. Uh, people hired at record numbers during that time, you know? And people decided to build a bunch of live service games that not everybody wanted. Yep. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 100%. Although, like I said, Suicide Squad, because of Justice League, pretty good. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a bummer. I mean, yeah. Riot, Riot had laid off something like yep. 500 and, and 40 people recently, right? What's the exact number? 530. Uh, 530. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, every single day I'm, I'm going on social media and just seeing a news story about so-and-so laid off this many, so-and-so laid off this many. And, I mean, it's a bummer. It's kind of not unexpected in this situation where it's like the acquisition of this other major company. And, you know, he talks about overlap and stuff like that. But yeah, still, it's a bummer. I think part of the uh, part of the news I think I was sort of like they also like laid off like the physical games division. I think Microsoft's about to go like fully digital. I don't blame them at well, this point. Like I have mean, you been into Best Buy or GameStop lately? Yeah, so G games aren't games aren't what's coming off the shelves. <laughs> I mean, you also look at you also look at Best Buy and you see that Best Buy has started removing all of their physical like TV and movies, right? Blu-rays, mm -hmm. DVDs um, are all being removed from the stores, and so. Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of a. I hope they. I hope the all digital future doesn't come too too quickly, uh, just because I I'm a big proponent of GameFly, right? It's part of the mm -hmm. reason I'm able to play as many games as I am, is because the ones that I probably wouldn't have paid for to to play. Um, now Suicide Squad, I got to play early. I did pay for that, right? I played for the deluxe version, but um, games like Prince of Persia and stuff like that, games that I I would have waited to pick up just because there are so many games out, I can take a flyer on and just say, hey, let me try this out before I actually pull a trigger and buy it or yeah. not. And so I do think that there is still a benefit to that. Um, but yes, it is kind of inevitable, right? At some point, all, a lot of these companies are going dig all digital. I mean, you see what happened with Alan Wake 2. You see with the announcement of Senua's Sacrifice um, or Senua's Saga, sorry, that uh, that one being all digital, like more and more companies are going that route. Yeah. All right, sticking with Microsoft. Uh, oh, go uh, ahead. Sorry. I have. I just. I just have one random thing uh, aside because it's happening in real time. Uh, so, sorry, random story because I think it's freaking hilarious. Mm -hmm. uh, Justin Timberlake has decided to do a random concert in New York City, uh, and it was like invite only. You don't even have to pay for a ticket. You just get invited. Uh, my wife was like, she signed up. She didn't get tickets, but she's like, you know what? I still want to go. And so for the last four hours, five hours, she's been standing on the street in New York City, like in a, not a, not a, they're like, there's no wait list line, uh -huh. but she did it. And she just texted me. She's like, oh my God, I just got in and it just started. That's awesome. And I'm just like, I'm like, you know what? Good for you. It's yeah, the least yeah. I could, it's the least I could do after, after going to go leaving. play cards, after yes. leaving. And mm -hmm. both of them got sick, which was oh, the worst part. That's, that's rough. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a hundred percent your fault because you left. Yeah. Um all right. All sticking right, with that's awesome. I'm happy for yeah. it. Uh sticking with Microsoft, Blizzard cancels its secret survival game as uh president and co founder leave. Yeah. You know, Power World just came out and they're like, Why why are we in <laughs> Yeah, so let's see. I was, I was uh, excited for this. Blizzard president Mikey Barra announced he's leaving the company effective Jan uh what was this? January twenty fifth. Um, and then also chief co-founder chief design officer Alan Adam 
is leaving. This would be the second time that Mikey Barra has left Microsoft. He was just uh, he was in there for like two months this time. Yeah. Yep. Um. And then yeah, the survival untitled survival game was announced in 2022. It was described as a brand new survival game for PC and console. Plays full of heroes. We have yet to meet. Stories yet to be told. Adventures yet to be lived. And the game was canceled. My survival game buddy was very, very excited for this. He's like, this game will probably ruin my life. So it being canceled, that's probably good for him. It kind of <laughs> sucks because I was really excited to see what Blizzard could have done in that space. Yeah. All right. Um, just as a side, we didn't have this in the list, but they already announced a new president of Blizzard Entertainment. It is uh, Johanna Ferries. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. She's from Activision? I believe so. Yes. Yeah. Okay, all right. Now moving on, let's talk about the Switch Two. Reports suggest that the Switch Two will be bigger with an eight-inch LED screen, not OLED. I think oh. that is the big story here. I mean, yes, granted, it being uh, eight inches versus the seven-inch model, which is the OLED model, so it is slightly bigger. I mean, it's bigger than even the Steam Deck at seven point four inches. So I like it. I like the the screen real estate. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know that a lot of people seem to be kind of bummed out at the fact that it's not using an OLED. Okay. Um, first off, this is mm-hmm. what I'm going to say. First off, if you got a Switch, you probably have another gaming console. And if you're another gaming console, you probably have an OLED already or some really high, nice TV. Mm-hmm. Just stock it. Just stock it. You'll be mm-hmm. fine. Mm-hmm. It's eight inches in your hand and you want an OLED? Come on. Come on. On a launch model? What's Nintendo going to sell you in a year's time that you're going to upgrade to when you I don't think, need to? I think that's what it is too, right? Yeah. If if they had never released an OLED version of the Switch, right? Nobody would have said anything. Everybody yeah. would have been fine. We're like, okay, yeah, it's fine. It's an LED just like that one was. And look, not for nothing, yes, OLEDs look beautiful. I mean, mm-hmm. they OLEDs look so good that we have a number of TVs in this house. We do not need a new TV. I was showing my wife the... Uh, an LG C, I can't remember if it's C1 or C2 at C2s her are cousin's house. Now. Yeah. No, C3s are now. C2s yeah, C3s were C3s last year. Yeah, three, threes have been out for a while. C4s are coming up soon. Oh, wow. Um, I'm behind. And so, but showed it off to the point where she was like, okay, I understand. And so I've been looking, I mean, not yet, but I've been looking at getting a C3. Okay, um, but when you do, you get a 4K Apple TV truck. Trust me, you get mm-hmm. a 4K Apple TV because mm-hmm. that's the best box for streaming. Mm-hmm. Um, and the picture quality on it is amazing. You never use the built-in apps. I work for a streaming I, company. I, 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 never use the built, I never use the built-in apps anyway. Good, good. Uh, I, my, my device of choice is a uh, the Fire TV Cube, the 2022 Okay, those might be, actually be decent, but um, the Apple TV... 4Ks are the best devices out there. Okay, I'll, I, well, I'll look into it. Um, yeah, I listen. This is not that big of a deal yeah. to me. Uh, I mean, I have a you know uh, ROG Ally that has an LED. It's not an OLED, and I love that screen. I think it looks. Yeah. I think the games look great on it. I don't think it's that big of a deal. Um, and like you said, when I want it to look better, I'm just gonna dock it anyway. Yeah. Um, I do understand the idea that like it feels like a step back, right? Um, it feels like them trying to maximize profits. I think 
a lot's going to come down to what the price of this actually releases at. If and this I, releases at a, at a decent price again, like the first one did, uh, with a bigger screen, then I, I think that it's a fair trade-off. I think they're trying what they say 10 million. So I think this thing's going to be a bit scarce to get mm. in the beginning too, mm. um, which is kind of upsetting. Cause, but I'm also in a spot where I'm like, do I need it at launch um, with the way I've been playing video games? Yes, I am also in that spot. And so... Um, they're going to be like, here's the new Mario and it's going to be the best all, game ever. <laughs> honestly, all they have to do is go, hey, we have a proper online infrastructure and party system <laughs> so you can play with your friends and chat with them. And I'll be there day one. Literally, that's all they have to do. That's all like, they have to do. You dock your phone in the back. Just say, hey, we have Discord integration, right? And so... Oh, that would uh, be sick. And then I'm in. And then let's go. You know? All right. Moving on. Last bit of story. This is hot off the presses. This just happened a few hours ago. It was PlayStation's 2024 State of Play. The first one of the year. Bilal, were you able to watch this at all? No, I okay. was. I remembered it was happening this morning. Yeah. Then I forgot it was happening, and then I saw the news. <laughs> okay. I watched all of it. Okay. Kind of. I didn't watch it live. I watched it after the fact. Watched the 4K stream of it, and then uh, or the 4K upload of it, and then just kind of like skip through some of the parts. Right. That's way to uh, do um, it. Yes. I. Uh, this is not. In order. In order, which is unfortunate. I'm going to try to go. Kotaku I'm going to try to. It's fine. Won. I'm going to try to go in order. The first thing they showed off was Stellar Blade, um, which is being done by a Korean developer, Shift Up. Uh, it is an action game. Looks like it's it's hard to tell from the combat if it is just straight up like DM, DMC Bayonetta or if it has a little bit of like a souls-like element to it because the bosses and some of the enemies in these are, are massive um i think the world looks interesting it does the thing though that like this video opens up it started off the state of play and it was just a very dull almost monotone female narrator um like describing it which sony has done a lot with their state of plays in the past and the moment I heard that voice and that narration, I was just like taking out of it. I was just like, this is pretty, this is boring. This is like, I feel like I'm at a conference or something like that. And I'm watching a lecture, you know? Uh, but yeah. once that went away and they just, and I just focused on the gameplay and stuff like that, I, I think this looks cool. And I will say, I think almost everything, I don't think there was anything in this state of play that I was like, I can't believe they spent time on this. You know, that's good. Um, Th though this game just needs to come out already. Uh, I think they've showed this for like two years. Mm -hmm. Um. All right. Next up, they showed off. All right. I'm not gonna remember the exact order. Let's just start from the Sonic top and of Shadow this. Generation. Sure. That 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 might have actually been the next one they showed off. Now that I think about it. Uh. Yeah. This is uh. They're bringing back Shadow Generations and uh, now, or Sonic Generations, and now they're adding Shadow to the mix. And so, again, it looks like a mix of your classic Sonic 2D side scrolling gameplay mixed in with some of the Adventures gameplay, right? The, the, the kind of 3D third person. Um, and then also mixing in some Dark Attitude in the form of Shadow. I 
watch this and realize that I just don't get excited for Sonic video games anymore. Neither do Sonic fans. Uh, yeah. I just like, I, no, no, no thanks. I still like Sonic as a character. I'm down to do everything else media wise out there, but like, I, it's just not for me anymore. Sometimes these games, like, every time I play them, they feel so unreal. I feel like I'm at a Dave and Buster's just playing a game. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it just takes over. And I'm like, oh, okay. That was. That was two dollars of my life. <laughs> <Come>. <laughs> uh, next game they showed off was Dave the Diver is coming to PlayStation Four, PlayStation Five, and then they also announced that uh, Godzilla is coming to Dave the Diver in May. Uh, I did not play Dave the Diver. I know some people love it. I it just doesn't seem like a for me, a me kind of game. Uh, they showed off Foam Stars which is coming to PlayStation Plus next week, the 6th, I believe, February 6th. I'm, I'm going to play Film Stars. I mean, I have PlayStation Plus. I'm going to play Film Stars. Uh, I hope it is like a Splatoon, not killer. I just want a Splatoon-like, right, uh, on a console where I can actually talk to the people I'm playing with. Film Stars didn't come out? Or no. Did it it hmm. comes out next week. Okay. Yep. I don't know if I believe that. Okay, you can double check, but I, I, the game I, totally I, came out. I'm telling you, it has not come out yet. Uh, Zenless Zone Zero. They showed off another trailer for that. This game has also been uh, announced and shown off in this exact style of trailer multiple times. It's the next uh, Hoyoverse game, right? Makers of Genshin. Genshin and Honkai what's the Rail. yeah Honkai Rail. Yep. Um, I like their games. I will say that I think that their style. Because uh, they all those games have a particular style, it is starting to get a little bit tired. Uh, granted, what they do is they kind of take that style and alter it slightly to fit the world, whether it be fantasy, sci-fi. Um, it's all about the waifus, man. Yeah, I <laughs> and the guyfus. I um, what I'm excited for this game is I I think that they do free-to-play games better than anybody in the sense that you get a ton of content. And don't have to spend money. Um, and you get to play a ton of content before you hit a wall that makes you feel like you have to spend money. Uh, I, I'm also excited to see what there is. It, is it just another, the gotcha mechanic is, hey, your party members come from you spending money or doing these roles, right? Is that is that how this one's going to, I have to imagine it is, but. Yeah. But also, how are they supporting three games now? Like they're just churning these things out like every two years, which is kind mm -hmm. of insane. Um, I mean, I have to imagine that they're staffing up, right? I mean, Genshin Impact is massive. Even to this day, it's still huge. I am curious as to how big Honkai Rail is. When uh, I was in uh, Little Tokyo, there was a shop with a banner that said uh, Genshin Impact and Honkai uh, Rail Star um, re official reseller of merch or something like that i was like wow they have like official resellers so yeah um it must be big <laughs> i think honkai star rail is is pretty good i i wish that it the android version had controller support like let me use my backbone to play it um because i just hate playing touchscreen and i'm too lazy to install it on my rog ally and play the pc version uh all right moving on they showed off not one but two silent hill games uh the first one is really but an experience uh it reminds me a lot of like kind of what they did with pt right where it's just like a, a short demo that gives you 
it's not exactly the same style of a uh, of the main game that it's in advertising for or, or hyping up. Um, that is Silent Hill, the short message. And that's now, actually out right now. What celebrity do you think is at the end of the secret ending? <laughs> I, none. I think they are done with that kind of stuff. Um, and then they also showed off Silent Hill 2. Um, it is being developed by... Um, Bluebird team, we already knew that. I There's something about this trailer that they showed off that the game, and I know that the game is still, doesn't have a release date and there's still time for it to come sometime this year. Um, there's something that feels very like uh, empty and kind of flat. Like it almost looks like a mobile game. I see what you mean. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how to how to explain it any better than that. It just feels yeah, really, really it really does. Bland, <laughs> right? Uh, uh yeah. Um so did not give me did not make me excited for this game to release. Uh they also showed off Judas, which is they showed off a story trailer for it. That's the game coming from Bioshock creator Ken Levine. This listen, this game looks like a Ken Levine game. I mean, I don't know what more... You mean you it looks like Bioshock in space? Yes, it looks like a Bioshock in space. It does. I think it looks awesome. I'm hyped for it. Um, yeah, I and, mean... Uh, yeah. Uh, I, uh, sign me up. Yep. Ken Levine games are fun. Yep. Uh, okay, moving on. Uh, they showed off... I think it was two... Although I only see one here. I think it was two VR titles. Uh there was, they showed off Metro Awakening VR, which is coming in 2024. Of course, that's part of the uh, Metro series. And then the other VR game they showed off was Legendary Tales, I believe was the name of the game. Um, and that is like a a fantasy like action RPG. Um, both of these, I mean, the problem is that both of these seem to be limited to PlayStation VR 2 which I am never going to buy. <laughs> and so uh, I'm happy that they are they are showing that they are still supporting it after going really quiet on it for a while. Um, yeah. But I anticipate both those games eventually end up on other platforms as well. My favorite is always when Sony releases a new device and they're like, hey, look, we're supporting it. And then mm -hmm. they go quiet for a year and everyone's like, where, where is the game for this yep. device? And then they're like, look, we have one. It's not coming out anytime soon, but we have one. Uh, they also showed off Rise of the Ronin, which is coming from Team Ninja. It's an open world game. Um, it, uh, you know, here in Polygon, it says it has Shades of Assassin's Creed and Sekiro. Uh, That's it, it. Microsoft own Team Ninja. No, they own Ninja uh, Theory. Ninja Theory, yes. Okay. <laughs> um, <sighs> yeah, I don't. I I. This game looks like a Team Ninja game, actually. Um, yeah, it really does. Yeah, I mean, it reminds me of like Neo and and Wolong quite a bit, uh, just visually. I. There, there's some aspects of Ghost of Tsushima here where they talk about different stances and using the right stance against your opponent and stuff like that. Um, I, I don't know. I'm cautiously optimistic about this. I will I, avoid it. I say this only because, like, while Neo and Wulong are great games, yeah, they're just 
so complex. Yeah, like, right. I sure. don't need, I don't need to do finger gymnastics to block an attack. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> Uh, they also showed off Until Dawn Remastered. It's coming to PlayStation 5 and Windows PC. I love the original. I don't think I will play <laughs> the remastered version because I just don't. I usually don't play remasters, right? Well, well, let's check this out. If you don't want to play the remaster, you could check it out in theaters because it's becoming a movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, also, if you haven't played this game, this is the time to play it <laughs> because yeah. it's so good. I think, yes, I think yeah. it's so good. Maybe I will replay it so I can finally get the ending I want and not mess up on the last little bit and get the one character I wanted to survive killed. Um, okay, moving on. They showed off some more Dragon's Dogma 2. Uh, that is launching on March 22nd. Are you going to play Dragon's Dogma 2? I think I will if I Yeah, have. I think I I think I will too. Because yeah, is... I, I played some of one. Uh, yeah. Maybe the Switch wasn't the right about to play it but like i enjoyed what i played yeah and then just seeing like how much better the graphics look on this one yes, yes. there's like still that open worldness that can like lead you to do like whatever the hell you want or make you feel lost mm -hmm. but it just look the fidelity of it just looks too good not to try <laughs> yeah i think it's, yeah right i think that's what it is i think it's the look of this game makes yeah. me want to play it i think it looks fantastic because like you could do some crazy spell stuff in that first game like you're like why is this even possible uh and so seeing that on a console that actually can support the power and like imagination i'm, I'm very very curious to see how uh, this plays out all right the last two things they showed off both come from kojima so the first one being death stranding 2 on the beach that is an interesting title uh a little beach bit of voice in it little bit of a mouthful that is coming in 2025 i do not care about death stranding and nothing george in this miller is in this nothing in this george miller no that's <laughs> mad max director right george yes. miller yes uh yeah nothing in this i mean whatever kojima loves pitting directors in <laughs> death stranding apparently uh yeah nothing about this makes me excited to to play this game i i i yeah. There's a man with a guitar that shoots lightning. Uh and a ninja cyborg. Yeah, that's 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 what you need to know about Dutch Stranding too, on the beach. There's no beach from what I can tell. Um The other thing they announced is that uh Kojima is returning to the action espionage genre and is working on a project with in collaboration with Sony. That is not going to be just a game, but also going to be a movie, I believe. Um, what is it called? It does not. Fisend? Yes. Is that what the name is? Yeah. Um, oh, man. I know I have some hot takes sometimes. But I think because I don't have the nostalgia for Metal Gear's you know, one through three and, uh, or Metal Gear Solid with three and Metal Gear prior to that. I just do not care. I don't care about things just because Kojima's attached. Right? I I didn't like Metal Gear Solid 5. I've said the that many play, times here. The gameplay was fun. Uh, yeah, sure. I guess. <laughs> um, 
You went. From... I agree with you. I don't like Metal Gear Solid Five, but the gameplay yeah. was fun. <laughs> I think Metal Gear Solid Four was amazing, though. I love Metal Gear Solid Four, and so I am cautiously optimistic about what this game will be and him going back to that genre. But I just can't get excited just because he's attached to it. And I know that are, there are people out there that do. The moment he like announces anything, they're hyped. That's just not me. I I love that you love Metal Gear Solid Four because that's like. K Kojima at his most Kojimaist outside of that's trending. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't like the the insanity of the story and stuff like that. Like that stuff doesn't bother me. I like yeah. that stuff, right? Because it's anime. Um, it's a literally right. anime. At yes, that point. yes. But it was just the actual gameplay yeah. that I enjoyed. I liked that Octo suit a lot. You know, that was so cool. Um, and so I think it also helped me, you know, cheat the stealth action genre, the stealth portion of that game. Um, and I'm just not the biggest stealth fan. And so, uh, yeah, that wraps up the Sony state of play. I mean, all in all, like I said, there was nothing in this video, even the VR stuff, which is not, I don't have a PSVR too. They didn't spend a lot of time on it. The stuff looked cool for VR. Um, I think this was a really well done state of play. I think it was really tight. I think that I actually think that the opening was the worst part of it. I think it opened up a little bit, uh, weak uh but at 45 minutes long i think they showed off a ton of stuff and uh yeah i think it was it was it was really good it's also i don't know man I, the one thing that bothers me about these sometimes is that it obviously they're not gonna they're not gonna advertise other platforms right when they show this stuff off you know but there was a lot of times where i was watching this and i was like okay but it's that's also coming other places right like that's not you know cause some of these were announced straight up as just like in partnership with sony or just coming to sony or you know but then there was some vague language like developed for playstation 5 or being developed for playstation 5 which is just like oh yeah but that's also coming to pc right like zenless mm -hmm. zone zero you know um and then same thing with judas right which is also coming to pc and xbox and so you know, and, and they're not the only ones. Microsoft was a little bit guilty of it as well with their developer diary, and uh, and what's it the the visions of mana, right? Yeah. Being shown off there. A lot of um, these like directs and state of plays make me just go like, a Steam Deck two came out, <laughs> or mm -hmm. Steam Deck just allowed me to install Game Pass games directly onto it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I wouldn't need a console anymore. Yeah. No, a hundred percent. Um, yeah. I will say though, I do like this format of just doing the state of plays, just doing these pre-recorded videos. I think I like, I like a mix of this. I like the way they handle it. And I like the way that that developer direct was handled. Mm -hmm. I think there is something, uh, refreshing about, about it, not just always being like just quick beats and it being like, the developers talking, the actual developers talking about the game, they had some of this here as well. So I shouldn't say that they didn't, and they did have some of that here as well. Um, I just don't think it was executed quite as well because it was, there were so many games instead of just being focused on, you know, three or four games. Um, but yeah, no, good stuff. I also think it answers a question that needs to be answered of like, uh, what Sony got this year, <laughs> you know, uh, because I, you know, just didn't know up to this point. Right. I think it'll be a generally quiet year for them because I think yeah. they went in on live service games um, and then they're like, 
actually <laughs> yeah. that's not where the trend is going right now yeah yeah um and it also just seem and then you look at microsoft and they're like throwing developers at power world and like you they're like yeah we're gonna make sure this runs as best as it possibly can on xbox yeah um so i think it's try to go after the surefire thing or make deals that will help save you money at this point yeah do you think we're there so what do you think about like a mid gen refresh do you think we're there for that or it's needed at this point i i honestly I, don't think so i don't think it's needed. there's all this talk about playstation having their mid-gen refresh and mm -hmm. microsoft not doing one this generation um instead doing like not a uh a refresh but just like a just doing a new skew right mm -hmm. uh doing something with more storage or whatever i i mean i don't think I don't think it's necessary. I mean, what what do what do you bring to it? You know, because cause like literally, it was. I think Infinite Wealth was the game that kind of made me realize. I was like, if I'm able to play this on a Steam Deck and it still looks good, it still performs mm -hmm. well, mm -hmm. and I don't feel like I'm losing much of anything here. Yeah, uh, on the screen, then why do we need a more powerful console right now I, when these I, consoles already look good? I think if you can't hit, if you're not going to tell me that, hey, we are hitting 4K 120 consistently now, you know, which like mm -hmm. not for nothing, but my PC, which is significantly more powerful than my console, does not hit 4K 120 consistently yeah. uh, across the board, you know? And so like until that's the step that we're taking, I, I don't think, I don't think it's necessary, you know? And I, and I don't want to hear anyone saying 8K. Oh yeah, at yeah, any yeah. point no. on stage. No, uh, I, I, you know what? I think it's gonna be interesting because we are we've we are reaching the point of like diminishing returns. You know, obviously, I would want I want more frames. That's that's the only thing that I actually want is more frames. Yeah. Um, I will be interested in seeing. You know, three years from now, what the talk is on the next gen of consoles. Like, what what do they bring into the table? Um. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't. Yes, I, I am I. I'm not looking for a mid gen refresh. I think the consoles being as powerful as they are works right now. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like you said, I there are games that I play on my ROG Ally um, that run great, and I'm just like, yeah, I don't need more than this. I brought I bought Prince of Persia Lost Crown on the Switch mm -hmm. because it runs sixty frames per second on there and looks butterly yeah. smooth. I don't get reflective surfaces in cutscenes, but yeah, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> See, I think the Switch refresh is necessary, not because yes. you know, I mean, yes, yeah, some of it is graphical fidelity, right? Because they are mm -hmm. so far behind, you know, the other consoles and and the PC, right? Which I yeah. mean, the the other consoles are far behind the PC as well. Um, but I think it's a feature set is why I want a refresh, you know? Yeah. I just want it to be more modernized in, yeah. in its infrastructure. I think, um, and like, the, the fact that they, there was those rumors saying, like, the new Switch hardware was running Final Fantasy VII Remake, like, cool. Fidelity yeah. is there. Great. Now let's see what it does, <laughs> what yeah. Nintendo can do with that. Yep. yep. Um, all right. That wraps up this week's episode. Blah, why don't you let everybody know where they can find you, where they can find the site. You guys can find me over on 
Twitter, I guess, retweeting a bunch of stuff. Uh, at Bilal underscore Mion. You guys can follow the website over at theworkprint.com and on socials. Uh, just look up the workprint on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, Twitch, and YouTube. Uh, how about you, Rob? Yeah, you can follow me at SunnyVice20, S-U-N-N-Y-V-I-C-E-2-0, across pretty much all social media. Um, I've got something cooking up to hit the website uh, soon. Um, I just have not had the time to actually sit down and record what that is. But, uh, yeah, keep an eye out for, at, you know, at the wordprint.com and, and their socials to see what I've got coming. Mm-hmm. Um Looking but yeah, to it. Bilal, thank you for taking time out of your busy globe-trotting schedule. <laughs> your cross-country uh, I'm, to uh, be here. I, I am now fully set in one spot. Now I have to come up with Valentine's Day plans. Yeah, I got to do that too. Yay! Yay. Um, thank you everybody who popped in and watched the stream live. Anybody listening after the fact. And until next time, bye-bye. Bye-bye.